clap our hands and give him a praise offering. He is good. Hallelujah. praise you. We choose to honor you. Yes, Hallelujah. You've been so good. You've been so good. We worship Jesus. We sing a song of praise to you.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Help us, Lord, to practice our faith, even in the hard and heavy times, not to surrender our songs, but to praise you in the good times and praise you in the bad, for you are worthy and you are faithful. And in the place of our praise, we know you'll addeth grace and you'll extend strength and you'll give us comfort and you'll give us counsel. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of praise. Help us, Lord, not to neglect it, but help us to be faithful in using it even when times are hard and the battle is raging. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Let's give the Lord one more play. Oh, Lord, we love you. 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 We thank you and we honor you and praise you. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Don't neglect the power of praise. Don't neglect the privilege of praise. Amen. It works. It works. It works. Well, good morning. So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Children, you're dismissed to Children's Church, and if you have your Bibles, those that are here, let's go to Exodus, the 14th chapter. Exodus, chapter 14. Simple message from a familiar text. We want to look at something to sing about. I don't know about you, but I got something to sing about. Amen? Exodus 14, if you go to verse 29, we're going to start there. We're going to read right on through to the, into the 15th chapter again. 
you want something deep, Wednesday night we did go a little deep. Amen. Uh, so <laughs> get the tape. Um, but this morning we just want to look at a familiar story, praying that it would encourage our hearts. And maybe for some people, and I, I, I never say anything to, to, to hurt anyone's feelings, but sometimes young Christians have not yet learned the privilege of praise. And they think singing and raising your hands, that's just the tradition. No, listen, honey, there's more than tradition. <laughs> this is Bible. And when you refuse to praise the Lord, you rip yourself off of some of the greatest blessings a believer can have on this side or the next side. Can you say amen? So let's look at this this morning. The Bible says in Exodus, the 14th chapter, beginning with verse 29, But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. And that day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses' his servant. Then Moses, 15.1, Then Moses and Israelites sang this song. They saw his power and they sang his praises. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. King James, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider he's hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. Is he your song? <laughs> he has become my salvation. He's my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. King James people, the Lord is a man of war, a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank in the depths like a stone, like a lead balloon. Your right hand, O Lord, are majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy in the greatness of your majesty. You threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger and consumed them like stubble. Jump over to verse 11. I mean, this whole song is something you can meditate on all week long and be blessed by. But verse 11, who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that as believers, you have given us something to sing about. Let us never neglect our privilege of praise. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen. Our title this morning, something to sing about. Our background is that familiar story. For some 400 years, Israel had been a nation of slaves in Egypt. In the natural, it was an impossible situation. But God heard their cries and God saw their suffering. He hears your cries and he sees your situations. He came down, the Bible says he came down, he sent Moses to deliver them, telling Pharaoh, let my people go. We know the story. Pharaoh resisted, but God compelled him. God knows how to compel a person. <laughs> Plagues and judgments, until finally after the last most terrible of judgments, the death angel going through the land and slaying the firstborn of Egypt, finally Pharaoh cried out, go and leave us, get out of here. But you know, Pharaoh changed his mind. The devil always changes his mind. Don't trust him. He changed his mind in the spirit of vengeance and violence. 
He pursued God's people till finally they come to the Red Sea. With Pharaoh's chariots in hot pursuit, the Israelites, they looked like um, they were in an impossible place. And the people began to cry out in terror. And Moses spoke these words, Exodus 14 and 14, Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you. What a message. The Lord will fight for you. Friend, you don't got to give in to the flesh. You don't got to give in to the fear. And know this day, the Lord will fight for you. Can you say amen? That's what gives you a song. You need only, Moses said, hold your peace and watch the Lord fight this battle. Then the miracle of miracles takes place. In that impossible place, God makes a way where there seemed to be no way. The entire Red Sea divides. It it stood at attention and saluted as God's people walked by. People of God walked by on dry ground. Now when Pharaoh's army and chariots tried to pursue, they were drowned. There's some blessings that only for God's kids. (laughs) The world need not apply. But I want you to notice in chapter 14, verse 31. Then they saw, 15.1, then they sang. They saw God's power and then they sang God's praises. Oh, glory be to God. You know, friend, this is the first record. It's good to learn when you come to church, isn't it? This is an area the church could use some education. This is the first recorded song in scripture. Songs were often used. In Bible times, to tell stories, to give instruction, to celebrate the mighty acts of God, to express praise and thanksgiving for the mercies of God and the provisions of God. You know, so much of our modern secular music and its lyrics express emptiness, violence, hopelessness, sensuality, immorality, pride. Jesus did say from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. But from the song of the believer's heart, We should express something very different than the world. We should sing songs of victory. We've got strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Songs of peace that passes understanding. Songs of eternity. Songs of Calvary. Songs of redemption through that precious blood that never loses its power. Songs of faith and songs of forgiveness. Songs of hope. Songs of amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a knucklehead like me. Songs that exalt and honor and praise the name of Jesus, which is the name above every name. We've got something to sing about. Forget about songs about your cheating heart. Forget about songs of love on the rocks. We have forgiven hearts, and the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. Away with the demonic inspired ain't got no satisfaction and all that trash. We're satisfied in Jesus. Our hearts are overflowing with the sound of blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Have you had that taste? Have you had that experience from a land that's above? Our song should be an expression and a communication and overflow and outpouring of hearts that have been changed. If your heart's been changed, your song will be different. (laughs) Lives that have met Jesus Christ and experienced his mercy, his power, and his love. Able to say, oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. I tasted some junk when I wasn't living for God. 
It brought me bitterness and shame, and I'm embarrassed to this day about it. But when I tasted of Jesus, I can say it's good. When I tasted of the Lord, I can say it's good. When I tasted of him, I can say, oh, yes, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He's giving grace and rest for my soul. We sing songs of the redeemed. We're in the choir of the blood-bought and the heaven-bound. Woo! We pass from death unto life. Therefore, our songs are about life. Let the world have the blues, man. We, we're not mourning. We're rejoicing and we're celebrating. Come on, say amen to that. Songs of life, abundant life, eternal life, transformed lives. Our lips and our hearts overflow as we sing about our salvation. Oh, we sing about salvation. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilt and shame. Aren't you glad you took the plunge? Somebody, aren't you glad you took the plunge and the blood of Jesus took away all the guilt and all the shame? You don't know what I did. Well, if you've come to Jesus, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. His blood has washed you. His blood has cleansed you. Rejoice in the goodness and the salvation of the Lord. We sing about our salvation and you know we got to sing about our Savior. I mean, do you love Jesus this morning? Sing about our Savior, there is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear. It's the sweetest name in heaven and on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Come on. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. I said, we got something to sing about. When we sing about our security in him and our confidence in him and our stability in him because our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust these feeble things of this world. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I wholly lean on Jesus' name. Oh, my God, my God, for on Christ, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground, sinking sand. Well, we can go on and on, but let me just ask you the question. Do you have a song? And does it glorify Jesus? Let me say that again. Do you have a song? I hope it's not exalting adultery and immorality and hopelessness. That's not God exalting. That's not God honoring. That should not come from the heart that's been born from above. Let me ask you again. Do you have a song? And does it glorify Jesus? James 15 and verse 13. James 15. I'll give you a couple of New Testament ones before we get going. James 5 and 13. Is anyone in trouble? He should pray. Before you call that prayer line, you got to pray for yourself. I know I'm drifting there. That's another sermon for another day. Amen. Don't make everyone else carry your burden. If you're not doing your part, leave them alone. Amen. They got enough problems of their own. But first do your part, then ask someone to help you. Can you say amen? It says right here, is anyone in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Woo! Anyone happy? Come on, make believe you just got an eight-point buck. Is anyone happy? <laughs> He's having an old Swedish elder. He'd get up there. Better look out. You might get happy. <laughs> Some of the sticks in the mud, I thought they were going to throw a hymn book at him once in a while. But anyway, the Bible says, is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. 
The Bible says, if you're happy and you know it, sing some songs of praise. Amen. Bless the Lord for it. Thank God for it. Sing. It says sing. Don't just think about it. Sing. Ephesians 5 and 19. We speak to one another in psalms and hymns. Spiritual songs. We sing hymns. We sing spiritual songs. The choruses. We sing and we make music in our hearts. I mean, we express our song and we have a beat in our heart. This is the day. This is the day. Oh, glory to God. Do you have a song? You see, Old Testament, New Testament, the Bible teaches that God's people are a singing people. I mean, biblically, historically, the spirit-filled church is a singing church. God's people are singing people in in heaven. They're singing. Revelation 5, they're singing worthy as the Lamb. I mean, with a multitude we cannot count, with loud voices, the Bible says they're praising him who has slain. They're thanking him for the blood. They're rejoicing because they've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. In heaven they sing, and on earth, men and women of faith have always been a singing people. We can look back at Job, who had songs in the night, the Bible says, going through some of the hardest times and great loss. But he never lost his hope, but he never lost his song. He knew his Redeemer led. My friend, Jesus is alive. He's going to bring you through. Don't let your circumstance steal your song. David had his concerts in the cave. Oh, what a thought. We studied this. He's on the run, suffering injustice, suffering um, slander, false accusation. But he refused to surrender his song and his privilege of praise. And instead, in fact, he wrote some of his most beautiful songs in some of the most hardened places. Paul and Silas, great apostles, doing the will of God, anointed by the Spirit of God, used to do mighty things for God. But they had their place of prison and pain. But they did not let that circumstance keep them from blessing Him and praising Him and declaring His goodness in the land of the living. And you know the story. As they praised, the chains broke and deliverance comes. Friends, wonderful things happen when you praise the Lord. I mean, the prophetic word this morning. Wonderful things happen when we praise the Lord. When we choose to praise Him, yes, sometimes it's through the pain and sometimes it's through the tears. Often there's pain in that offering, but blessed be His name anyhow. We can praise Him for what He's done. We can praise Him for what He's doing. And thank God we're going to praise Him for what is yet to be revealed. Something wonderful happens when we praise the Lord. And again, I don't like to sing. Then you're ripping yourself off. I didn't say you're not going to heaven. But you are ripping yourself off of some rich blessings that God would like you to have. The blessings of his presence. He inhabits those praises. Certainly in the congregation, but also in private. You can praise him in private. You can have, pre- I've had President God come down. I had to lean against the bookshelf. No catchers. I had to make sure I wasn't going to crack my head in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I mean, President God will come in your devotional time. Some of you ladies, you know, around the house, doing a little this and that, just singing unto the Lord. The presence of God comes down. Is that right? Sometimes you got to sit down because, man, this is strong. And just worship the Lord. They're the presence of God. But it's also a great weapon. The weapons of our warfare. They're mighty through God. 
And praise is a weapon. So when we don't practice praise, and we don't take advantage of our privilege, we really do rip ourselves off in some areas we could be getting some more blessing. Let me keep preaching here. King Jehoshaphat sang, facing overwhelming odds. You know the story. With faith and trust in God, he praised God. And he marched forward. Isn't that a good thing? Praise God and march forward. Amen. Praise God and march forward. You might be facing a hard time, but he knew the Lord went before him. He knew the battle was the Lord's battle. So Jehoshaphat, they march forward as they praise the Lord. That's how we face life as children of God. We're not going to the bunker. We're not hiding in fear. We are walking, going faith to faith and glory to glory, regardless of what tomorrow holds. I know him who holds tomorrow, and I'm going to walk forward, Trusting him and praising him and knowing he'll work all things together for the good. Hallelujah. God's people are singing people. Before, during, after the conflict. I remember years ago, Brother Wilkerson, he preached from this text. Beautiful message. But he called it, right song on the wrong side. Mm. And he challenged the faith. That, we're not going that avenue today. But he challenged the faith of God's people. By saying they should have been shouting like that before the sea opened. Woo! I'll tell you, I, I, I still remember that. That's 30 years ago he preached that message. But oh, what a word that was. Our text this morning is the song of Moses. Now, this is a special song in the Bible. This song was sung in the synagogue to celebrate Passover. This song is sung in heaven. Note takers, Revelation 15 and verse 3. This song is sung in heaven to celebrate the mighty triumph of God's Passover lamb. It's the first recorded song, and it really gives us a pattern of true worship. It emphasizes and exalts the Lord, who he is, and what he's done for his people. Again, this is a song that is an act of celebration, exalting God, rejoicing for who he is and what he's done. The song of Moses motivates us to sing for its truth really do apply to you and I this morning. Again, we've got something to sing about. He brought us out. He set us free. He's bringing us in. Friends, we're headed somewhere. I want you to know we've got something to look forward to. We've got something to get excited about. Um, I thank God for the past mercies. I thank God for the present faithfulness. But I want to thank God for the glory that awaits my friend, my friend, my friend. If anyone ought to be a singing people, it's the children of God that know this world is not our home. We're only passing through. He's taking us to a better place and a sure place. There There'll be no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more shame. There'll be no more abortions or abuse or abandonments or adultery. We're going somewhere where the roses never fade and streets are paved with purest gold. I know sometimes it's hard to sing when the trial's on and the pressure's on and the sorrow's real. But even when I can't praise because of now, I can praise for I know what is coming. I know he's taking me to a better place, a surer place. In Christ we trust. In Christ we hope. In Christ we praise for we know this world's not our home. We're only passing through and it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Can you say amen? Yeah, yeah. I'm, listen, friend, I want you the best is yet to come. I'm jumping ahead of this sermon, but only the Christian can say the best. If you're not saved, enjoy life. Do all you can. It's all you're going to have. 
you don't love Jesus, you might as well make the best of these feeble few years you have on this earth. It's all you're going to have. But you're a child of God. The best is yet to come. Oh, yeah. No matter how much you've been blessed, it's nothing compared to what awaits. Paul says to be with Christ is better by far. We can look at ourselves, and if you're a child of God, you're living right, you've been blessed. You can look at them children, you're blessed, man. You look at a wife and all them good blessed years, you're blessed, amen. I mean, you're blessed. Our needs are met, prayers are answered. We're a blessed people. Woo! But what awaits? Oh, my Lord, what awaits? The best things we have here, nothing compared to what's coming. So sometimes when you find it hard to pray about what you're going through, pray about where you're going to. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to God. Woo. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget what he's done and where he's taken us. Let's not forget. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Let's never forget. Others can run out, but Jesus stands by our side. You little guy, little guy, little guy, little guy. Little five-year-old doing his Sunday school lesson. You know, Saturday night. That's when parents are supposed to be sitting down with their children, going over that memory verse for the next day, parents. And um, the little boy sitting down, John 3, 16. Reciting it to his mom, you know, going over it, get it right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten son. Mama had to stop him. No, 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 honey, it's begotten son, not forgotten son. She told her husband afterwards, said, yeah, he's more right than he'd like to believe. You know, he says, a lot of people are like that. They're forgetting God, aren't they? They forget Jesus. I want someone to know we don't got to wait for Easter or Christmas to sing. We don't got to wait for Easter choir to get happy in the Lord. I got something to sing about. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was confused, broke, busted, and disgusted, but now... Oh, it's good to have a sound mind, isn't it? It's good to have a pure, clean, conscience-free heart, isn't it? It's good to know there's someone that stands with you, someone you can come to, a throne you can reach out to. My Lord, have mercy. That's why we've always been a singing people. And you can tell the dead churches don't sing. The dead can't praise them. But when you got something to shout about, isn't that right? We make a joyful noise. It might not always sound pretty to your ears, but God takes it. I'll go with that. Amen. You know, you got the songbirds and then you got the rest of us. I'm just croaking, but I'm praising the Lord with my croak. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's begin. Someone says, what we've been doing? We've been warming up. Let's begin now. Verses 1 and 2, the privilege of worship. Verses 1 and 2, the privilege of worship. The spiritually dead can't praise him. Those in darkness cannot come boldly before the throne of his grace. It is our privilege, it should be our pleasure, and our passion to praise him. To praise the one that's done so much for us. That's been so good, and you know he's been so faithful. He's brought us through so much, and we're still standing. We're still singing. We're still trusting. We're still marching on with Jesus. Oh, the privilege of our worship. Friend, listen, this is what I, want, I want you to get this. You don't get anything else. I can get happy. And believers, you know, you get happy with me. 
but some of you that maybe you're, you haven't been trained. Well, we're talking about Wednesday night. You've got to train them. That's why they're teaching. Amen? You've got to teach the new believers. That's what the Bible says. You don't come into this thing and make up your own rules. You come into this thing and say, what does the Bible say? Amen. Go and teach. It is through our song, our singing, not our meditating. That's a different thing altogether. has its place through our singing. This is one of the chief ways, not the only way, but one of the chief ways God has ordained, God Almighty has instructed in the Bible that we are to express our love for him, express our trust in him, and offer our gratitude to him through our song and through our singing. Not the only way, but one of the chief ways. Again, we, I, I could give you sample verses. Because you know, you can go to college and take complete semesters just on praise and worship. I got volumes. There's so much there that the Bible teaches. Yet, yet we're so ignorant concerning certain things of the Word of God. Oh, but the Bible talks about this. It's through our song. We express our love for Him. We express our trust in Him. We express our gratitude to Him. It's through our song that we declare His greatness, our gratitude, His power, His triumph, our salvation, His love, and our response to that love. Why are you singing and getting so happy? I'm just responding to His love. Well, why do you get up and, Pastor Todd, why are you bowing? Pastor Zen, why are you jumping? Just responding to His love. You know, when people in the natural do something to you that's unexpected, you, you almost feel, i got to do something back. It's just it's not right not to respond. Isn't that true? We think of what God Almighty's done. Isn't it a proper just response and reaction? I want to praise him. I want to thank him. We all might express it differently, but singing is a Bible way. Oh, my, 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 my. Verse 1 says, I will sing, for he has triumphed. I like the new king. He has triumphed. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider, that thing that was trying to consume me, that thing that was trying to control me, that thing that was trying to take me back, the horse and rider, he's thrown into the sea. And, and I will sing, and I, but I will, I will. You'll notice verses 1 and 2 a lot of, I will. I will. I've got to make up my mind, and I've got to do it personally. You can't do it for me. I can't do it for you. There's some things you got to do for yourself. I can't get saved for you. you got to get saved for yourself. Mama loves you with all her heart, but she can't get saved for you. you got to get saved yourself. Amen? Praise and worship. I will sing. I will praise. I will exalt. I will lift my hands. I will shout, he is risen. I will shout, worthy is the Lamb. I will fall on my knees and humbly bow before the world. Lord, I will, for he has. He's triumphed and he's saved me. He's forgiven me. He, he's defeated my enemies. He's gone to a cross in my place. He's, he's spared me when I deserve to be judged. He's blessed me and died for me and had mercy on me. When we study this, we find out in this story, like in life, it's both personal and corporate. The Bible begins in verse 1, and Moses and Israel sang. They sang, and then it begins, I will sing. See, that's how praise is. It's, it's private and personal. It's corporate and congregational. It's both. 
And when we come together, everybody, let's bring our song. We come to the Lord. That is why we break up. We're, we're Bible people, Pentecostal people. We try to use the Word of God as our pattern, not church history. Though we look at that, it is not the ultimate answer. Not church tradition, though it has its place, but it is not the ultimate answer. The Bible is. So we separate our services, praise and worship, preaching and teaching. In between, a lot of praying for one another and fellowshipping. Amen? All Bible. All Bible. Amen. And so when we come together, everybody bring your song. Bring your sacrifice of praise. And then we gather together. And let's gather together. And let's give it to the Lord together. Amen. We get the songbirds. They're going to help inspire us and point us in the right direction. They're going to help give us a run and start. But then, boom, it's go. On your marks, get set, boom. We praise him. We sing. We express our love. We express our gratitude. We express our trust. Hallelujah. Again, I got something to sing about. Like Israel, I was once in Egypt, but... The Lord brought me out like Israel. I was once in an impossible place, but the Lord, he, he brought me through. Have you ever been in a rough place? I know you have, but the Lord brought you through. Have you ever been in a broken place? I know you have, but the Lord poured his healing oil into your heart and made you whole again. Have you ever been in a desperate place, but the Lord was there? And even if you couldn't walk and he carried you and he came to you, oh, God is good and his mercy endureth forever our praise is both a proclamation through our singing there is both a praise and a proclamation note taker Psalm 89 and verse 1 I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever I will sing with my mouth will I make known his faithfulness to all generations. Our, our singing, our song blesses God and our song testifies or witnesses to the world. Our song blesses God and exalts God, but it also testifies and witnesses to others about the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. I'll never forget, we've told this story before, but it, it bears repeating um, in Bible college. Um, back in the Middle Ages, when I was in Bible colleges, um, we decided to go horseback riding, a group of us. And so, all right, you know, you're studying and you're tired and your brain is warped and, and let's go horseback riding. And we did and we took a small group, five, six, seven of us. And one was a guy from Brooklyn, New York, tall, skinny guy. He'd come out of God, freedom from drugs and alcohol. If you could see him on a horse, you'd laugh. He just looked funny sitting on a horse. So we all got on the horse and... After we got going, the trail rider who owned this, this, this farm here, he said, all right, about now is when if you want to, we got steady, everyone's good. About now, if you want to, you can sing a trail song. And now, if I can call it singing, and now without any hesitation, that one brother, he just bellowed. <laughs> what a friend I have in Jesus. We all stopped. I mean, the guy that wasn't saved, he really looked, what in the world? The horses even looked at this guy. <laughs> I don't know what kind of trail song that was. I thought I'd get along a little doggy or something, amen? i never forget his word. i never forget. We're going, I was 17, 18 years old. I can never forget his word. He said, yeah, man, Jesus brought me through a lot of trails I never thought I'd come through. Wow. What a friend. 
we have in Jesus. All our griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Come on. Our songs praise him, but they do testify in witness to others. There is a good God. There is a living God. There is a loving God, and he cares for you, and he dies for you, and what he did for me, he'll do for you. He'll come into your life. He'll give peace to your heart. He'll take away your guilt and shame. He'll lift you up if you've fallen. He'll protect you when you're in that fight of fight. He'll give you a purpose. He'll give you a passion. He'll give you a reason for being. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a loving God. And he's worthy of praise. He's worthy of our song. He's worthy of our sacrifice. He's worthy of our all. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Got something to sing about. All right, going to do this quick. Oh no, I got plenty of time. Oh, glory to God. Real quick, who should praise the Lord? Obviously, everybody. Let everything that has breath. All right, let's get to these. How should we praise the Lord? Very quickly. Again, there's entire semesters in college. You can take praise and worship. I've got volumes of some fine, fine worship leaders. So much here. We'll just give a sample. How should we praise God? How should our singing be? Well, obviously, sincerely wholeheartedly. You know Psalm 111 and verse 1. Psalm 111 and verse 1. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. With all my heart. So, so when we praise, let's put it this way. The, the opposite of just going through the motions. Can you, can you figure that one out? Whatever you think the opposite of just going through the motions, God says praise me that way. With all that is within me, I bless his holy name. It, it speaks, how should I sing? I should sing with a sincerity. I should sing with an energy. I should put some heart into it and some effort, for he's worthy of it all. So how should we sing? We should sing wholeheartedly. We should also sing joyfully. We're celebrating. He's risen. He's alive. Amen. I never get Sister Impagla come to that. Walk down the aisle one day. Just got to that church. She just got. She had just been there, um, and we just got there to be her helper. And walked into this um, Good Friday thing, and I, it was death, man. I've been. We've had a lot of your funerals in that service. I'm telling you that. I mean, we've had more joy and rejoicing in some of the funerals at Hopewell than they were having in that service. And we just got there. We're just 21, 22 years old, and I'm saying, man, this is the way this church is. Oh boy. I'm saying, Lord, I might have missed it here. I don't want to be stuck in this death. Amen. And then God bless Sister Impaglia. Oh, there's something about her. She looked like she could be my wife's mother because she looked Scandinavian, but she was raised on the mission field in Argentina, so she's, she sounded like some of our Spanish brothers and sisters. Amen. She, but she walked down that aisle, and she paused back. She goes, he's not dead. He's alive. I mean, that place jolted. The lights came on, and we had church that night. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 95 and verse 1, let us sing unto the Lord, let us make a joyful noise unto the rock of our salvation. Joyful noise, amen? It's a celebration, it's adoration, it's praise. We rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again, Paul, rejoice, rejoice, for the joy of the Lord is our strength and we praise him and honor him. We've got something to celebrate. He's risen. He's with us. The battle is his. And we got the victory in Jesus. It should be joyful. Sing the blues. That's the world that's lost. We've been found. 
We were blind, but now we see. <laughs> Sometimes we should clap our hands, and when it's appropriate, even shout. Psalm 47 and verse 1. Clap your hands, all your people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph, with a voice of he is risen, with a voice of Jesus is Lord, with a voice of he is worthy, with a voice of thank you, Lord. We clap our hands, and at the appropriate time, we shout. It's an expression, a joyful, strong expression, thanking God and honoring God and exalting the Lord are the hallelujahs of the people of God. In fact, the Bible says we raise our hands. The Bible says that. You know, some people, I've watched, I don't get on dangerous ground, but as soon as you start talking about things people are touchy about, they close up on you. Go, what's a pastor for? Um, But especially men, I've watched men begin to get great victories in their life when they just learn to lift their hands. And it wasn't so much the natural act, but it's that something on the inside of the heart was released, and they were freed to begin to love the Lord and from their timidity and their insecurities, and something was released, and it made a great difference in their lives. And that's why whenever you see, I'm going off script now, that's why whenever you see someone trying to press into God, don't ever make fun. Sometimes it looks a little funny, and sometimes, you know, it's hard, but don't make fun. Um, you, you can quench what God's doing in their heart. You incur it. Well, you know they're going after something biblical. You just encourage them. You know, it might look a little, don't make fun of their tongue. Don't make fun, you know what I mean? You just, you get behind them and encourage them in that. Amen? Because sometimes, again, it's not so much doing this, but that comes from the heart. That frees an awful lot of people to really express themselves to the Lord like they couldn't before. To really um, walk in a greater obedience and a greater freedom than they had before in their spiritual walk. Oh my, that wasn't in the notes, but let's give that. Psalm 63 and verse 4. My lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you. I will what? Lift up my hands in your name. It speaks of reverence. It speaks of honor. It speaks of surrender. And don't stop there. It also puts us into position that I can receive heaven's response to my praise. Heaven's response to my adoration. He wants to draw near. Not draw near to me. No, no, no. Here I am, Lord. I'm loving you and I'm praising you. And Lord, if you want to fill me, I'm ready to drink. If you want to fill me, Lord, I'm ready to receive. We do wholeheartedly, we do joyfully. We clap, we shout. We raise our hands, clap our hands. Of course, we everything, there's gratitude and humility. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I approach with thankfulness. In gratitude. First, I give him honor. Before I ask him for anything, I want to bless him for who he is and all that he's already done. Amen? And there's got to be humility. There's got to resist the proud. I don't dare come into his presence haughty or as if I've, he needs me. No, no. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, for he is our God. We're the people of his pasture. Come on. Can you say amen? Yeah. yeah. We sing. How? Everyone should sing. 
We sing the various ways the Bible has described for us just to express our love and to express our trust and express our confidence and gratitude in the Lord. Psalm 34 and verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will what? Continually be in my mouth. It's personal and private. It's corporate. It's public. But it's how we express our love for God. It's, it's a lifestyle for the child of God. It's just something we do. When we're in the car, we sing unto the Lord. Amen? When we're in the car, sometimes you put on a good praise tape and it stirs your heart and you're singing along with it. Isn't that right? I mean, I've been at times, man, you know, you, know, you get with God. You know, when you and Jesus are doing your own thing, you never know what's going to happen in that car. I mean, you look down, you're going 90. One minute, next minute, you're going 30. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you get caught up in the Spirit, it's like, Lord, I, I, I better pull over a little bit and let, let, let's sing past. This thing's getting thick in here, Lord. You ever experienced that? If you haven't, you haven't experienced yet, man. <laughs> man visited one of our churches one time and said, what is this? Friend brought him and said, this is church. He goes, I've never been to church like that. He said, then you ain't never been to church. <laughs> he said, my buddies, I don't laugh at me clapping my hands and shouting. You walk around once a year with a charcoal on your head. You don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> isn't that right? I mean, you're not ashamed to walk around that thing. Well, I'm not ashamed to say I, I like to shout in church. I like to clap and I like to give God praise. In our text, God turned Moses' situation of despair into a song of deliverance. And he's done the same for me and I know he's done the same for you. The privilege of our worship and then very quickly, the power of our warrior. You saw in verse 3, part of the song, for the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is a warrior. You know, there's a war going on. But the good news for the believer, our God is a man of war. There, there's a war going on, light versus darkness, the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of Satan, the righteous versus wickedness. There's a war going on for your soul. There's a war going on for your family, for the nation. There's a war going on for your destiny, for your calling. For your wholeness, war going on. And Moses' words of yesterday are still for us today. He said, stand still. Don't be afraid. For the Lord will fight for you. I want to remind someone again, the Lord will fight for you. If you'll just trust him, praise him. If you're daring enough to praise him, even when you can't understand him. If you're daring enough to praise him and glorify him, even when circumstances look trying and challenging and fearful. But if you can work up a praise to the one that is worthy of it all, he'll honor that. He'll respond to that. He'll come to your side. He'll fight the battle. The battle is the Lord's battle. Battles are part of this life, but the Lord who fought to redeem you will fight to keep you and fight to care for you and fight to bring you through. Can you say amen? amen. He didn't bring you this far to bail on you now. So child of God, rejoice. Go ahead and sing. You have a great Savior. You've got a great salvation and the best is yet to come. Can you give them a praise in the house of the Lord? Oh, thank God for that. Hallelujah. I've got, you've got something to sing about. The privilege of worship and the power of the warrior. We're a blessed people. All right, I'm on time. We're going to close it down. But give us some time at this altar.
If you need prayer, I want you to come and we want to pray together. Because the power of the Lord is here. <laughs> the power of the warrior. He still walks among the people of God. If you need prayer for any need at all, as we begin to worship and praise, come on. And someone will pray with you. And believe God to touch you. And believe God to speak to you. Believe God to minister in your situation. And the rest of us, let's take a few moments. Let's practice our privilege of praise. You got to be saved to have this privilege. Terrible thing to neglect such a privilege. You got to be one of Jesus's to really enjoy this. And the dead can't enjoy this. For those of us that have been come alive, we can, oh, this is a privilege. Let's, let's, let's express our love. Let's express our love and our trust in the Lord through song before we leave. Let's do that. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. I got something to sing about. I mean, it's hard to shut that one up. I just want you to know. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, we can go at this thing. Ah, oh, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I mean, the world can do its thing. I'm going to do my thing. And we're going to rejoice and celebrate. Our God is an awesome God. He's brought us a mighty long way, and the best is yet to come. Men and women that accomplish and advance in the things of the Lord are men and women that have learned. I cannot live this life controlled by my emotional realm. I must be controlled by my spiritual realm. And the Spirit obeys the book. The Spirit knows how to stir one time the prophet said in Isaiah, and no one stirs himself up to seek God. No one stirs himself up to press in to the mercies of God. Sometimes what we find out is sometimes our greatest breakthroughs, they'll come at our greatest places of desperation, but they'll only come when we stir ourselves up. When, when, we, when we move beyond just a personality and temperament and all these natural things and even the emotion. Who wants to sing when you're hurting? But the spirit man that walks by faith says, I'm going to respond. I'm going to believe. I'm going to obey. And that's why in some of the hardest places you can have some of your greatest breakthroughs. That's why in some of the most challenging situations you can experience some of your most life-changing, life-remembering experiences with the Lord. Amen? So let me just encourage you. You need have a need, come. Expect. We're believing. The rest of us, let's just praise Him. Let's just love Him. Even if you just spend a little while, just let's bless Him and praise Him. And I, I want to encourage you. As you study your Bible, go ahead and start writing down what it says about praise and worship. So don't just feel oh, these old preachers scrubbing it down. No, 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 no. I just point people to that Bible. 
If it's not in that Bible, you've got to be right to confront me. Bring your Bible. Come, come at it. I know what I'm talking about. I want to encourage you. What's the Bible say? And then say, Lord, help me to obey this. Help me to press into this. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that through your precious blood, you have rescued us and you have redeemed us. Lord, you brought us so far and you've been so good. Help us to express our love and our gratitude for all that you've done. Lord, through our singing, as your word encourages, help us to express our praise. Now, Lord, I pray, as your people draw near, let your power and your presence fall. Heal the hurting, refresh the weary, comfort the battling. Those that need a healing touch, let divine life rise up. Those that are just weary and need a new strength, let divine impartation be imparted. Oh God, as we praise you, fall upon us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said,